T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Travis Kelsey yesterday in downtown Kansas City, another Super Bowl parade, another celebration in KC. This is Cody and Gold, Alex Gold, Cody Tapp, Nick Schwartz with you. We'll get to the Chiefs Red half hour in about a half hour, but let's go out to the 610 hotline and talk to a guy that was uh, on the field and in Phoenix, in the locker room in Phoenix, and uh, pretty sure he was right in the thick of it yesterday for the parade as well. That's former Chiefs wide receiver Danon Hughes, part of the Chiefs radio network as well. How, how was yesterday for you? I, I don't know. I, I feel like you must've been right in the thick of it all. I don't know. Maybe you were smoking a cigar, <laughs> smoking on the Joe Burrow. I don't know. What was up yesterday for you? What's going on fellas? Yeah, it was a blast. Absolute blast yesterday. A little bit chillier than I thought it would be, but I was amongst about 12 to 14 other former chiefs, chiefs ambassadors, and we were kind of hanging out, enjoying the vibe of the parade. And yes, I was, I did smoke on that Joe Burrow. I did have me one of those Joe Burrows. So yeah, it was, it was a blast, man. A great celebration. Everybody in the chief's kingdom showing out and showing up. It was, it was awesome. It was a, it was a great vibe, great energy and a great kind of exclamation point to the season, uh, an incredible season. I've decided that you can say anything on a stage at a Super Bowl parade and people will chant it with you, Dana. Does that feel right? Yes, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, it was some classic, classic gems up there. Obviously, Travis Kelsey, you know, he is the hit of that show. That is his form right there. I kind of feel like we may have to invite him back when he's retired and old like me. Maybe he becomes like Mitch's side side guy up on the stage because I think that energy is going to like, he's going to have that energy for life. When we look at like the rest of the NFL, like always these things are a good reminder about where your team currently is. Not just at the top of the mountain now, Danon, but I felt like when I heard AJ Brown talk about it, I look at these things I've decided it's now official. Patrick Mahomes is collectively in the entire league's head. 
You don't do anything. You don't make a move. You don't play a team that you're not even up against the Chiefs. You don't get through a playoff run. You don't do any of those things without thinking about what if I have to take on this guy in that team? Yeah, I mean, you know, and he's earned it. I mean, let's face it. It's not about, you know, just kind of pie-in-the-sky thoughts or he has this potential or or so on and so forth. You have to deal with him kind of like we've heard about Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert and all the other really talented quarterbacks around the league. Like, Patrick Mahomes has earned every piece of love and hate from yeah. anybody within the kingdom and outside the kingdom. And I think that's a special, special time. I mean, to know and to feel like, and knowing that and experiencing that we're, we're not just blowing teams out. Like this is not a situation where, you know, he's throwing for 400 yards a game. We're blowing teams out and teams just can't catch up. Like we're playing very competitive games, but there's just like a, a trigger in our offense, in our team, and especially with Patrick Mahomes, that okay, all right, now let's play. We're down by ten. Let's go, or you know, whatever it is, and we need this last drive. Let's let's get it. Whatever it takes. So I think that's a special attribute that we can't shortchange. Like it's it's one thing to have the numbers and and put up big numbers. You go back to Tom Brady, you know, when he had Randy Moss and that run where they were undefeated during the regular season, if I remember correctly, I want to say they probably only played like two really close games yeah. in that year. Uh, one of them being that crazy defense of the Baltimore Ravens. But for the most part, like they blew everybody out. And I'm not saying that that's not good, but in the NFL, especially nowadays, there's so much parity and you can easily go from a 14 and three team to a, you know, a, a eight and nine team or a nine and eight team with some of these close games that we play unless you have a guy like Patrick Mahomes who knows how to win those games. So we should feel really, really honored, really, really special that we have that kind of leadership that knows how to win close games because we can look in our division and see teams that don't know how to win those games. Mm -hmm. And it's cost coaches jobs. It's cost quarterbacks jobs. It's cost players, livelihoods, et cetera. Talking to Dane and Hughes here on, on 610 sports radio. And because of, what seems like a, a run now for, for the next decade plus for Kansas city and how many they can rack up. We, we discussed this yesterday. I think Chiefs fans have to understand like they're going to be the villains now of sports uh, and in sports and a fan base. that's going to have to just embrace that. It's an unusual spot for Kansas city fans. Normally we're kind of viewed as the, the, the underdog as a sports market, but that, that that's long gone now. Yeah. You know what? It's kind of one of those deals where you, you have to accept it but I don't think you have to add to it. And, that, and there's, if there's one thing that kind of disappointed me about this entire process is Juju Smith-Schuster's tweet. I think he's a good dude. I got to talk to him a few different times. I just wish that, you know, you don't want to rub rub it in when you're talking about James Bradbury the fourth and that penalty. Uh, like that's a little bit outside the box of what we've been and what we've done here in Kansas City. And you don't want to add to the fuel. If the fuel for hatred is there, just because we're winning and we have the best quarterback, best tight end, best coach in the league, uh, let it be there because there's nothing you can control about that. But adding to it with with jabs to, to teams that you beat in the Super Bowl, uh, I think is a little bit extra. So if if I had to, if I could rewind time, I would say that that would be one thing I wish we could retract. But everything else, like we earn it. And if they're going to hate, they're going to hate. 
I know we talked a little bit about um, the Kelsey brothers relationship and some of the podcast stuff leading up to it. Did you happen to see Danon the podcast and Jason talking about their mom? I just feel like you'd really appreciate like that entire conversation and their relationship, how different of a thing looking back on it, probably over time that will be for us. We might not see brothers play each other in the Super Bowl forever. We don't know. Yeah. I think, I mean, there's, there's several sets of brothers in the league right now. And we have to realize that we are fortunate I mean, how cool was it that they kick off a podcast? It basically skyrockets to the top of most most all podcasts as far as athletes are involved, and then they meet in the Super Bowl. Like you couldn't draw it up, you couldn't write it up any better than that. And and then to have that close relationship, and then to bring their mom into the mix. Like I just thought it was kind of a storybook type of season in so many ways, and that was just one of them. And and then to see the closeness, you see the picture of Jason trying to at least participate in some of the joy of his brother during that time, which had yeah. to be tough. And then, you know, the embracing afterwards, the emotional uh, tribute or, or comments that uh, Travis had about his brother. And I, I was in the tunnel when the players were coming in and we were in the locker room doing post-game interviews and Jason was out there walking through really class act saying congratulations to all the chiefs fans and the media that was there and engaging with them as well as Nick Sirianni. So like, this was one of those games. You guys heard me say it last week. Like there wasn't any vitriol. There wasn't anything to negatively attach to this matchup. It was just going to be pure football and pure football prevailed on Sunday where you got a close highly contested game one of the best Super Bowls that we've ever seen and we got the win fortunately but I thought every aspect about it as well as the Kelsey family storyline what made just added extra juice to it it was really fun then we saw a photo come out today Jalen Watson even put it out on his own Twitter account of him needing to be uh, put in a, in a wheelchair uh, and he's fine uh, just you know had, had a few drinks yesterday at, at the parade <laughs> Uh, we were discussing hangovers and who's the most hungover today, but also uh, when did when did it first switch for you when you, you realized maybe uh, you, you couldn't be drinking all day and still feel like you could actually be productive the next day? I don't know, man. I'm I'm usually pretty responsible, and I've been drinking. I mean, I I always tell people I drank at a young age in high school uh, in New Jersey. I came from a hometown that used to be in the Guinness Book of Records for the most bars in a three mile radius. So like <laughs> that's what I grew up around. So I, I mean, I've developed a really, really high tolerance <laughs> and, uh, and I know the recipes that, you know, the Tylenol before bed, eat something a little greasy and, you know, drink a lot of water. I, you know, if your stomach is hurting, drink some ginger ale, like I, I've done it all. So uh, I, I don't have any days where I was like, truly truly like hung over or bounced back and even now to this day at age 52 like i'm pretty good like i'm all right like uh, there's never really a time where i'm where i'm curled up in the fetal position <laughs> speaking of former wide receiver Danon hughes here on cody and gold i want to ask you about a play in the actual super bowl we talked to you in the week leading up in the weeks leading up to the super bowl but mahomes so casually after throwing that touchdown to sky Moore, being like Ah, dude, he's on the wrong side. Like, whatever. Like, he's not even where he's supposed to be. How hard is it in a mo like in any game, but certainly in a Super Bowl where the guy's just in the wrong spot, Danon, and I know he's wide open, but he's still got to know to look over there. I feel like that would be an awkward position to put yourself in, knowing that Sky Moore's just simply not where he's supposed to be. 
Yeah, that's that's a funny, funny part because, you know, as a former wide receiver, what we were always taught is be where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there and never fool the quarterback. Like, that's the number one and number two rules, even before you get down the line and say, catch the ball. Like, just be where you're supposed to be and don't fool the quarterback. And the fact that, you know, he wasn't where he was supposed to be, but he did accomplish not fooling the quarterback because Patrick Mahomes is so special. He's able to scan the field and recognize a wide-open Sky Moore, and that being his first NFL touchdown in the Super Bowl, like, it's just it just adds to the, the allure and to, like, the story of Patrick Mahomes when he's long gone from this game. Like, we'll be talking about these instances like it was extra, extra magical. Like, oh, my gosh, like, there's somebody that scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl and he wasn't even supposed to be in that area. Like, <laughs> that's just going to – can you imagine that story 20 years from now? So, it, it just it's, – it's fun. It's fun to see, like, guys, the unsung heroes come up in the big times. And we saw that in the Bengals uh, AFC championship game. We saw that against the Jaguars. We see that over and over with this team where Patrick Mahomes told us it's going to look different. And I think there is probably 75 to 85% of the people who didn't believe it. And now they got, they can recap it on YouTube or on NFL films or whatever else and see, yeah, he pretty much foretold what was going to happen this season, and and it worked in a perfect fashion. By the way, imagine like this, this credit to Andy Reid too. He called a play, and they designed a play that worked so well that a guy was wide open who wasn't even lined up right. <laughs> give Andy Reid two weeks to prepare for anybody, and guess what happens? You can make mistakes and still uh, make something uh, work. So, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember who was Dana on ESPN who put it that way, but they were like, look, if you don't erase your tendencies after two weeks, what the hell did you expect? Like the Eagles yeah. just walked in and they're like, we're just going to be who we are. You're like, with Andy Reid, that feels like a huge mistake. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is, is that Andy, Andy has that ability that he coaches up this team back in August and July and in OTAs. And then and we always hear the stories and you hear the comments from Mitch because he's around the team the most where he's like, you know, they practice certain plays in training camp that they don't have any plan on playing or utilizing until like week 14. Like they just implement stuff because they kind of, they already know who they're going to play. They know the tendencies that other coaches have. Andy Reid has been around this league so long that he, he has that in that innate ability to kind of recognize those other talents and those other coaches and what they try to do. So, you know, we're going to run these set of plays in the third day of training camp. And in his mind, he knows it's going to work for, to perfection in week 16. And we're not going to show him like that. This, that's like extra level coaching right there and game planning. And let me also add in that, even though we keep saying Andy Reed, Eric, the has been a huge part of that. Like they're both like, incredible offensive minds. And I don't think Eric Bannemi gets the credit he deserves. Definitely doesn't get the credit that uh, his predecessors got. And we need to recognize that he's been a integral force and a part of this offense and this success. I was going to let you go, but real quick on that point about EB, do, do you believe he's, he's a top candidate in, in Washington to be the OC there? Do you believe he would believe the organization to go be a, a full on play caller in a place like DC? Um. I hate to say that he could go there, and I hate to say that 
whether he should go there. But I think it's just one of the worst stories in sports outside of what happens on the field that Eric Bieniemy, like it's never been a, a situation in NFL history that you have a successful co- coordinator of an offense or a defense at the level of what Eric Bieniemy has been that has been told that he has to make a lateral move elsewhere in order to get a head coaching job. It's never happened. I don't know if it'll ever happen again. Uh, there are obviously uh, other components to it that I think are a factor, but like I don't know what more he can prove. And I think the only problem I have with him moving laterally is what's going to be the threshold for him to get the credit right. that he deserves. Like, okay, if he goes there, and he, does it have to be a top 10 offense, top 12, top 5? What if he's 15? Does that mean that now Sam everybody's going to yeah. say, yeah, does that mean, oh, my gosh, Eric Bannemi is the offense coordinator of the commanders who's, who's not really a good team, and they are 16th in the NFL in offense, and they are 10-7 and seven in the playoffs, barely making the playoffs or not making the playoffs at all. And, oh, everything was Andy Reid. See what we told you for the last four years? And I just feel like that's, that's a detriment to him, to his legacy, and it's, it's, it's a stain, a black mark on him that should not be warranted. Like, just because the fact that he has to go outside of uh, Kansas City, supposedly, to get the credit he deserves, hopefully people will realize and not make it warranted based on, you know, where they, where they find themselves next year, wherever he goes. Dan, and we've appreciated having you on uh, the show throughout the entire football season. It's been a lot of fun. It ended the way uh, we all were hoping it ended. And you got players only tonight, right? Final players only tonight? Yep, final players only. And we're actually going to have a roundtable of guys. So I think Neil Smith will be there. Uh, we'll have Barbershop as well. Gary Stills. Now, those are four. That means there will be three different defensive guys. Yeah. So I got to find an offensive <laughs> guy because otherwise – Otherwise, I'm going to have to take some, like, Tums or Maylocks being around those guys. See if, see if uh, Debo's available or something. There we go. All right. <laughs> there you go. That's Danon Hughes, a former Chiefs wide receiver. He joins us every week here uh, throughout the football season. It's been fun to have Danon. Uh, does a great job, uh, of course, for the Chiefs radio network. And be listening. Players only tonight from 6 to 7, final one of the season. And then uh, that betting show I'll be hosting tonight from 7 to 8, that final uh, that betting show of the season as well as we put a bow on the uh, on the football season kind of crazy but this is as long as you can ever have a football season go it's what you want well and in the first 17 games so like it really is yeah, the longest the, the longest, latest football yeah it's actually kind of nice because football season's taking us down to february 16th including the parade <laughs> okay pitchers and catchers have already reported great news well yeah. what a couple weeks away from the ncaa tournament Okay. Oh, yeah. The, the, Thanks. The Big Twelve tournaments in like three weeks, isn't it? And it, then it's selection yeah. Sunday. So NFL drafts in Kansas City in like eight weeks. Like we're good here. It's a great time to be a sports fan in Kansas City. There's never been a better time, as a matter of fact. But let's get to the trash of the day. Trash of the day. And this takes us to a news story, and actually from a television station, WFMZ, which is a TV station in Allentown, Pennsylvania. And it's about a couple that's been together for a very long time, over 40 years, as a matter of fact. Uh, but they hit a, a bump in the road, I think, at one point in time. Is that fair to say? Yeah. Listen to this news report. About a very unusual but happy couple. It's a love story. This year, Tony and Francis Toto will celebrate 57 years of marriage. We've been blessed that we had to get all these years. 
There was a one time when we had some rough time. When Tony says they had a rough time, he's putting it mildly. The year was 1983. Tony and Francis had four kids and a pizza shop. But then Tony strayed from the marriage and Francis found out. So you decided you were going to kill your husband. Oh, yeah. What happened next was like something out of a movie. Francis did hire teenage hitmen to help her try to kill Tony five times, including failed attempts to blow up his car and attack him with a baseball bat. <laughs> One night, Francis put a bottle of sleeping pills in Tony's food, and then the hitmen shot him. Twice, one in the back of my head, the one down on the bullet went right through the chest. And the one in his head is still there. I don't think I was thinking straight. It was like a love-hate kind of a thing. Because of the pills, Tony's system slowed down. He was in a daze and says he didn't feel a thing, believing Francis when she told him he had the flu. After five days, police found out about the plot and arrested Francis and the teenage hitman. Tony spent 12 days in the hospital. The first thing he did when he was discharged was bail out Francis. And then we both cry and uh, we said, to each other, you know, for now on, let's talk, let's talk, let's communicate better. <laughs> Something that we should have done before. What's happening in this story? Unreal. Why is he so calm about it? We should have probably communicated better. Nick, that's the kind of argument you get with your significant other after, like, you get in a tiff after, like, a weekend of, like, Somebody didn't tell somebody something. Not after somebody put two bullets in you. It's been 40 years, so that's why they're talking about it now. But forgive and forget, five, guys. Five times. She tried to have five him. Five times, She dude. tried to kill him five times, including one time a bullet to the head by hiring a hitman, poisoning with food. Five okay. times. And he bailed her out of jail. And then they're like, wait, just switch again. Talk guys, this thing out. I feel like we're burying the lead here. Which is what? This dude is invincible. <laughs> he cannot be killed. He got shot once through the chest, one in the head. She put a bottle of sleeping pills in his food. That she tried to blow up his car. This man is Bruce Willis in the movie Invincible. He cannot be killed. Let's talk about that for a second. I maybe not. There Did you hear? He's like, be. hey, she just said you had the flu. He's like, five days, Nick. Like, what? You had a bullet in your head. You just kicking it for five days. I can't. The way, like, oh, there's a movie about this. The very first clip. Oh, should we watch this? Like the Alvin Carpenter story. It says, uh, it says, uh, 1990. There's a a comedy film, and it's 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 loosely based on an attempted murder that happened in 1983 in Allentown, Pennsylvania, where Francis Toto Toto reportedly uh, tried to kill her husband multiple times. She spent four years in prison. Yeah, so there actually is a movie about this. I feel like we need to watch it. Should we watch this movie? I can't get over that. That the lead of that story is. This is really a love story. Is it? <laughs> is this a love story? Nick, you love you love your girlfriend. Uh, have okay. you would you would you <laughs> wow. stay with her if she tried to have you murdered? I would need to know more details. <laughs> you, I need you don't know I need more, more details? details. I feel like it's Look, pretty I'm gonna be clear. I'm out. It's pretty straightforward. Someone if, tries to kill me, if, I'm out. If someone hires someone to shoot me and kill me and they fail, there's no let's talk it out. But we don't know it's what over. you did to deserve it. It does it doesn't matter. You stepped yes, out one time? That person is clearly insane if they are trying to have you what killed four or five times. What if you cheated on her with her mother? Okay. okay. I don't even, think that's what happened. By the, way, here, even, by the way, even then, the marriage probably needs to end to begin with. But yeah, then also, you're also a bad person. But also, if someone's trying to have you murder your, your wife or your significant other, then yeah, it's probably, it's Guess probably time to move on. you've never heard of eye for an eye, you know? I don't think so. Doesn't work that way.
Eye for an eye? Same is crime. cheating on your sitting the same as being shot in the head? Listen. Um, Try your sins, car exploded? Hey, Cody, all sins are the same in the eyes of God. <laughs> Dude, I just... I, I can't get over how just like, she's like, hey, you know, I guess I just wasn't thinking. It was kind of like a love-hate thing. You're like, you are talking about this way too casually. Also, was the criminal justice system different? The four fact years. she only spent four years, years in jail for five attempted murders and I mean, one in which the person was actually shot. How do you get four years in prison for that? 40 years ago, man. Different world. Things are a little bit different. Do you think you'd hold that over the head if you got in any other going to be like, hey, you said you take the trash. You'd be like, well, you tried to shoot me once. So, you know, <laughs> maybe just let this thing go. Like, do you bring it back up? You just let that one slide? I feel like that's the ultimate trump card to pull. It took him getting shot by his wife to realize they need to communicate better. That's what finally made him realize. Sometimes you got to hit rock bottom before you start <laughs> to make changes in your life. rock bottom. It's definitely relationship rock bottom. Being shot. Being shot by teenage hitmen. That is the trash of the day. Up next, we get right back to the Chiefs in the Chiefs Red Half Hour. One of the best moments from the parade yesterday. And... Something that Mahomes has clearly already done in this city. Chiefs Kingdom, this is Mitch Holtis, and welcome in to the Chiefs Red Half Hour on Cody and Gold. Every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner, the Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. It is the Chiefs Red Half Hour brought to you by Greenway Ford. It is a new day, a new way at the all-new Greenway Ford. A big change that maybe could be coming to the Super Bowl. We'll tell you what that is coming up in about eight minutes or so, but still thinking about all the great memories from yesterday. And the same way we remember some of those 2020 moments, there will be a few that stand out from this 2023 parade. And uh, one of them that I, I think also makes you feel good and already gives you a glimpse of the mentality for next season was when Chris Jones grabbed the microphone. And maybe you think it's a good sign for him staying in Kansas city. As a matter of fact, when Chris Jones grabbed the mic from Mitch Holtis, you Mitch was doing his best, by the way, Mitch Holtis was doing his best to, they clearly told him like, Hey, don't give this mic to everybody, only certain people. And eventually he's like, basically, he looked as if he's like, all right, I can't fine. believe they tried to deny Chris Jones like, two fine. years in a row. Like, kind of like, or fine, two times I'll, give you, I'll, I'll give you the mic, Chris. And then Chris said this. Travis Kelsey, there's one thing we got to do, baby. <laughs> there's one thing we got to do for our right to fight. Okay? Run it back. Run it back. That was Chris Jones and then Travis Kelsey, of course, at the end. Run it back. So is that, is that now is it, is it settled because Chris said it? Is it settled that that's going to be We're the going in again. again? We're going run it back. Run it huh? back again like they tried to do a couple years ago. And also, uh, Chris Jones, we know, has to get a new contract if he wants to run it back in Kansas City. Well, technically, he has one year left on it. He's yeah, not we, a free we, agent. But we know that, that we know he's not Come playing on. under that final year. There has I think to Chris be, Jones is going to want to be here. I think he wants to be here. I think the Chiefs truly do want him here. The thing is, I don't know how much room you have to negotiate anymore. Now, you can negotiate what's guaranteed, Cody, and how the contract's structured, but I think the dollar amount being in Aaron Donald range, I don't know how on earth you're, you're, you're not in that range. Like, What's the argument at this point? Like, what, what, like, What's the argument against that deal? He finished second uh, defensive player of the year, first time was an all-pro, and he had 15 and a half sacks. He stepped up in the postseason in a huge, huge way, hoping you seal the AFC title game win. He's well-liked in the organization, well-liked in the city. Like, he's got everything on his side in the negotiations. 
I, I don't know how you, you let him walk. And hopefully Chris Jones will be part of the, the team that tries to run it back next year. I was glad he got a microphone. I'm going to be, you know, uh, parades all kind of work very similarly. I understand they all have a certain routine to them, but you know what? For as much as we are critical of how baseball does things a lot worse than the NFL, they're so much better at the parade. You know why? They let the players talk. Don't keep the mic from Chris Jones. Let all the damn players talk. I don't care how many curse words they say. I don't care how many things they say. Let them all say things into the microphone. Not a single. I don't know if all the players combined spoke as much as Johnny Gomes did in the 2015 <laughs> World Series. And there were a bunch of other players that spoke too. You know, come on. I'm for as much players talking as possible. That was one of the best moments. Chris Jones soaking it all in. Yeah. The, the video that Magma Mullick sent out. That was one of the best stuff. Some of the best stuff from the entire parade across the board. And now that you're starting to see like the estimates come out, confirm for me. That was way busier than the one three years ago. I'm still not sure anything's ever going to top 15 or six. You know, like the 15 parade, certainly the way it felt in my head from a just sheer amount of people perspective. But there were way more people at this Chiefs parade. It felt packed across that entire, like the entire Union Station felt like you were pushed into one square inch yeah. that nobody was moving. Yeah, from. I mean, all the parades felt packed because you're still talking about a half a million people in all of them at least. So they all felt packed. But to your point, as we were doing the show yesterday from the Westin, you could tell that that lawn in front of the memorial uh, was a lot more condensed, I, I think, than what it was uh, in, in 2020 in terms of just the where everybody was packed in tighter. Uh, and then that made it to where that drone shot that the Chiefs put out last night was incredible, by the way. that Props to whoever worked on that with the Chiefs on the video side. That was a really cool shot where Tech Nine's on the stage, and yeah. they have the drone that went up the Liberty Memorial, up to the Liberty Memorial, I should say. That was really, that was really, really cool. And yeah, Cody, I, it's, it's easily more than what we had in 2020. KCUR, their estimate uh, is that it's going to be around a million people. That's what they're estimating. And the, 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 the thought before was it was going to be just a half, half a million. million. So I believe every number, by the way. Like, I, I believe that number would not stun me whatsoever. By the way, Tech 9, one of us, when I was uh, walking to my car, oh. we were going through the same area, walking right next to each other to get to the parking you, lot, and we were all briefly standing, like, wait, is it left or right? We were all trying to figure out which part of the garage we were parked in. He's acting just like anyone else. He's like, were we on two? Which one, which one were we on? They were trying to figure out which way to go. Well, you think that because he's I say he's just like anyone else because he's famous. He doesn't have to. <laughs> he doesn't struggle with what floor he parked. Somebody on. else parked him. I don't know. I will say this. Uh, I was wondering if this was your chance. This was your moment. Did you not you know, like slide him a little flash? I, drive? I did not. You know, in did fairness, I didn't have it on me. Did you airdrop him your, your Super Bowl vibe song or something like that? Could you imagine you in that moment? Next, That's also I should get it. You, you were walking next to Tech right Nine in the parking yeah. garage. That was your chance to to give him a little the, 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 the work you have done to see if he can't give you a shout out to see if you guys can't collaborate. A little bit. Dude, there is a 0%. As much as I like doing songs for this show, there's a 0% chance Tech Nine is ever going to collaborate with me. I think you dropped the ball. You your think chance. That, that was my opportunity? Yes, absolutely. That was your chance. If it was ever going to huh. happen. I mean, he was. It was like, if there weren't that many people either at that time, there was maybe like two other small groups of three or four people going through the, uh, we were at the Sheridan garage at that time. It was him and his crew. There was like five or six people. He's right next to me. We're all trying to like cross paths, trying to get through there. You think I should have dropped him a mixtape yeah. right then? That don't was my moment. You don't carry a flash drive with your greatest hits for that particular moment that could maybe happen at any time. 
Airdropping a tomb would have been During great. the show, you said just that you Just pull my phone and you, see if there's you, airdrops up. You hoped, <laughs> just drop a song over you, with my cell phone number. You said you had hoped that one day one of your songs could be played at the parade. That's true. That How do you think it's ever going to happen if you're not willing to share your work with Tech mm. 9 who is Mr. Kansas City? That's a good the, point. That, that, that he was on stage. All I know is he was on stage. You weren't. All right, he he was on stage. They're never gonna let me on stage. I just want the well, song to be played. So give give it to maybe, maybe, Mitch. Now your only connection is Mitch Holtis to to somehow get it to Mitch Holtis, who runs it up the food chain. I think Tech Nine was your direct path, your direct path to have that happen. So hey, missed opportunity by you, man. I wouldn't even plan on bringing this up today. That we were in the I parking, you mentioned it, and I thought about it. I will say, yeah, the, the traffic leaving, everybody knew it was gonna happen. I mean, it it took a very long time just to get anywhere near the plaza. I think it was probably like an hour before I got out of the garage. Oh, so you didn't take, so I, I 40 was minutes before I was out of the garage Prop, props to the valet uh, guy at, uh, at, at the Westin. He said, all right, come with me because the front entrance was closed. He's like, come with me. And we went out, like we went down in the, Oh, first, he took you a secret way. We went down and went directly to the car. Basically. Oh, damn. I tipped the guy also listens. To I the hope show. well, listen, listen to the show. Tipped him well, listens to the show says he likes the show. I appreciate that. So I got out of the garage quick. It was when I left the garage that I was a standstill. And well, it see, was... We took so long to leave the garage. By the time we left, there was a little bit of traffic flow. So we weren't like stuck in traffic the entire time. Uh, just stuck in the garage from people who clearly don't know how to do it. Was Chris Jones your favorite podium person or was no, it Kelsey? No, of course it was Kelsey. I mean, how? I mean, it could be Chris Jones. I, I can hear this over and over and it's just, it's still great. Let me hear you say, oh. Yeah, that's going to be the moment that I remember the most. Now, as far as what it means, big picture, I think what Brett Veach said is actually what's what sticks with uh, me for the future of the organization. The the Kelsey stuff is is fun, and that's that was one of the the, the more enjoyable moments of the entire parade. But what Brett Veach said about that was probably the biggest flex, Brett Veach. Yeah, th- here's what Veach said. This to me is actually what you should be really excited about is when your general manager says this, and it was exactly right. So start the season, twenty four new faces, and eleven of them are, are rookies, and many people thought this was a rechilling year. So in Kansas City. This is what a rebuilding year looks like right here. That that's what actually says the most to me of everything that was said on the stage, though, because that tells the story of this season. That tells the story of the narratives around this organization heading into the season. And they did retool a little bit. But guess what? Retooling equal to championship. And now that the retooling, if you will, is kind of done. They're primed for another couple of years of this thing of clearly being the best team in the NFL. They are the favorite already in the odds markets to be the Super Bowl champs next year. Now that doesn't As mean that doesn't be. guarantee anything. And by the way, I think uh, we talked about this with the bills when they were the favorites. I don't have the year in front of me anymore, but usually Super Bowl favorites do not actually win the Super Bowl. So lead into that. What you including will. this year? Yes, it happened again. Yeah. The bills, it just it usually does not equate to Super Bowl championships. Yeah, However, but the that's the same as the MVP thing. The Chiefs aren't held to this standard. Yeah. The only difference is, yeah. When you're talking about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady and those guys, it's different. A lot of those trends don't apply to them. Those trends are meant for the normal guys. Normies, as we call them on this show. We call them normies? No, we don't. I was what just being normies. Uh, an art student once called me that and I you're, almost punched him in the normie? face. Yeah. Like, I described what I was in college for, and they were in arts, and they're like, oh, you're just a normie. I was like, I will kill you. Wow. Can you imagine saying that to another human? But Mahomes can say it, and you couldn't even be offended. Like, oh, the rest of you. 
I'm not normal. I'm not like the rest of you. Yeah. In that that case, I don't even think you could deny it. This kid probably just did like, you know, charcoal drawings of leather jackets or something and thought he was cool. I'm curious what everybody else saw at the parade. I mean, there was all kinds of moments. Chanel is out there Spider-Manning up a a double-decker bus like it was easy and nobody, like just no big deal. Do you think that Brad Veach talked to him like he did Mahomes about (laughs) playing basketball? Like, hey, man. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. It probably wasn't the smartest thing to do, but he he pulled it off very quickly with ease. Do you think that's one of those where you got a little liquid courage in you and just like you start, you're able to do things that maybe you normally wouldn't be able to do as easily? You have to be a certain amount of drunk to not think, I'll just go around this bus to get on it where there's a normal door versus I'm going to just scale this thing. Now, physically, he's obviously able to do it. I mean, he's he's a, a linebacker in the National Football League that had. I think as Bink pointed out when he came out of college, all like ridiculous uh, metric the, stuff. Metric, yeah. You know, he mentioned he's like great. Measurables out than, than, maybe is what than, they call it in the draft yeah, process. He's like better than JJ Watt at a couple, like what's the scoring system that goes out of a hundred that they use? Like Raz, RAS, something like that. He like relative off, athletic he, yeah, score. He was like yeah. off the charts. So anyway, that's, that's how he's able to do it as well. And then there was this fan stuff. I tweeted it out earlier. If you got there, there was plenty of porta potties out there yesterday. There were, someone said it was hard to walk back. They actually plenty, defended this behavior. There was plenty of porta potties, and someone sent me a photo, and we tweeted it out. Do you mean, do you and do you regret shaming this person? No, not at all. It's this woman who didn't just barely. She pulled her pants down to her ankles, basically, or her knees, and she's clearly sitting on a cooler, going to the bathroom with everybody around her, which means that that's going on other people's shoes. People are stepping in it. That's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. The photo's out on my Twitter account at Alex Gold, if you must, actually. Why did you send that out? Because I think it's incredible, it's that actually. woman's bare ass. Well, she she showed it to everybody. Why are you so bothered by this? I don't... Did you know, Cody? You it's came, so close. You, you came out of the womb bare ass naked, too. I had to mute, right? I had to yeah. mute that conversation. I don't want anything to you do with it. You muted it the don't second it with started. Me. What, okay, stop. Why are you so uncomfortable by this? Shaming this poor woman. Her face isn't even shown. And and to do by the way, shaming she brought shame upon herself. She did. The second she, she pulled her pants down in the middle of a parade, Cody. Do you think this is a woman that cares about what people think of her? Probably not. Probably not. The woman standing on the cooler as her friend, I presume, is that's that's the other part about the they didn't even try to like make a circle around her to cover her up or anything to make so people couldn't see. Just clear as day. And the poor people in front of her had no clue this woman is behind her or behind them doing this. It's a tough look. It was a, <laughs> yeah. You put a million people out there. You, were there any arrests? Do we find out about yeah, that's that? That's a good question. Usually, that's normally usually there's our, like a, you know, only two arrest situation. Were there any arrests? Question. That's a that's a KMBZ Dana Wright and Company question that maybe they can get to the bottom of for us. They're usually on. Top we're a very of that civil kind of group as uh, parade celebrators, aren't we? Yeah, I think everybody behaved themselves for the most part. We also, we avoided a police chase in the middle of the parade route this year, so that's an upgrade. That happened in 2020. So no, there was no police chase. That would have, could have been a very danger, dangerous situation in 2020. That did not happen. They actually secured the parade route. All Is this woman on the cooler essentially the, 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 the photo version, of the, the video of that guy falling bare ass out of the tree last year at the parade? <laughs> Because that was one of the best parade moments last year. It was. Well, then the Jalen Watson photo that's out there. And Dude, him leaving in a wheelchair. That's so good. And he's perfectly fine. He didn't, he didn't you know, sprain his ankle or break his foot. No, he just, yeah, a few drinks. He was feeling great. He needed a little help. Need a little assistance. By the way, the, the cop in the background of that photo is the same cop who's like, who's like video went viral from the parade yesterday. He was just like dancing the whole time. Is it? So that guy was, same yeah, one? same cop. Really? Tyreek said that he thinks that the guy pushing him in the wheelchair looks exactly like Chad Henney. And he's actually kind of right. 
Uh, Chad Henney and Matt, Na- Matt Nagy, by the way, two of the guys we didn't mention that clearly were having a great time, and we were asking who's the most hungover today. They both might be the answer given their age. Wow. Ageism. Well, it might be true. Matt Nagy was having a great time, but he, he might was, be dude. feeling it today. He was dancing. Matt Nagy might be feeling it You know, it going today. back to the theory about when the, the real hangovers start, I don't know what the age is, yeah. but Matt Nagy's over it. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. I think that's fair. He would admit the same. I'm sure they're all just kind of slumbering around today at their houses. He's got to feel like garbage. Someone said their car got towed yesterday. Where'd they you were, leave They it? were towing cars if you left it near the highway. We, you should have found that. In fairness, that's something you should have learned about after the 2015 parade. They were basically like, that's not going to happen again. Because people did it a ton in 2015. They're like, this is a safety problem. So they, they warned people not to do that. No, this person said they got their car towed while they were inside a local strip club. Which brings us to still something that you are not off the hook for. After embarrassing Cody and or embarrassing Nick and I, Cody, I by not going you. into Cheetahs and Phoenix, you still have a strip club bet to pay off for Working this out show. with the guy who said he was going to give us five hundred dollars. Our guillotine league members expect that. I don't want to go. And and okay, you don't want to go. I think you have to now. After what text lines reminding me again. That you tweeted out a photo of a naked person in the hotel yesterday. No, I didn't. There's no naked person in that photo. Sit. I, mean, I don't have the photo. You have the photo. In the photo I tweeted out. In the out, photo that you sent to me, it looked like a nude boy. Oh, my God. It's not. I warned person you. was like 35 I, years I warned old. you when you took the photo and you said, hey, there's a naked person up there. And I looked, I waited until the and, naked and, person was gone to take the photo did, of the though. building. I don't think you did, though. And I looked. And I'm like, and I and I'm on air. I said, Cody, I don't know if I would tweet that photo out because I'm like, I think that person might be a little younger. It's just not true. It's not I don't right. know. I, you guys both have the photo on your phone. I don't have the photo, so I, I can't. no. Actually, Gold, I immediately deleted that's smart. that photo, and I actually <laughs> you reported it to authorities. Well, I threw my, I destroyed my phone. Yeah, that's you smart. I did not want to get caught with that picture anywhere on my persons. Mm, interesting. I think that's smart, Nick. I think that's really smart. Uh, from the text line uh, from the eight one six, someone says a player who is. Not to be named, did get transported to a hospital for alcoholism. Uh, so some of that either works at a hospital or in, or in law hmm. enforcement. Uh, HIPAA. HIPAA. Can't announce it. That's HIPAA. We don't know who it is. Now, Jalen Watson was getting, was in a wheelchair Yes. So maybe it was him? I don't know. I, hey, that's pure. That's I think pure, that actually is That's HIPAA. pure reckless speculation sounder at this point with that one. But I, I wouldn't surprise me. Hmm. I mean, based on that photo, we have to. Whoa. Excuse me? Whoa. That is what I think it is. That's not reckless speculation. That is a mock draft sounder. Are we sounder. doing this? Guys, the offseason's here, which means mock draft season is officially upon us. Oh, my God. We know I how can't the NFL it. calendar works. The Super Bowl ends. We get to the parade, and then boom. NFL Combine is what? In two weeks? Yeah. It's NFL <laughs> draft season, boys. Okay. And okay. now knowing that the Chiefs are locked into the last pick of the first round, which we know this year means pick number 31 because the Dolphins don't get a first round they pick cheated. because they cheated. You don't get a draft pick if you cheat, okay? And they cheated and still lost to the Chiefs. So I've got, I've got not one, but two mock drafts for you guys. One courtesy of CBS Sports. Another courtesy of Pro Football Focus. Big players. Each of whom have the Chiefs selecting the same player and it's at a position that may come to surprise you a little bit both brett veach is really going to try to just go with the two quarterback system next year yeah i know it's revolutionary bold move it's revolutionary guys no both of these mock drafters have the Chiefs selecting a 31st overall luke musgrave a tight end from oregon state 6'6 250 so 
I think they have so many paths that they can go. Stop saying huh. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, what are you Stop. doing? What are you doing? And why did you say it like that? I feel so good, don't it? Let me hear you say oh. Is that what you were trying <laughs> to uh, not huh. Yeah, it's not, that's not what Kelsey was saying to say. Um, Tight end. They, they have so many different positions that you can make a case for. Like, that's the beautiful spot that they're in right now. If you told me they were going to draft a right tackle, yeah, makes a lot. Uh, an edge rusher, a, 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 a safety, a corner, a wide receiver, like, we can go through. There's plenty of positions that they could draft. The tight end's interesting, of course, given just the age of Kelsey, even though he, he looks even better than he has he'll be been. 34 next season. Um, that seems like almost a, a little bit of a luxury pick, like in a weird way. Aren't they in a luxury end? situation because of um, this year's draft? They have all kinds what of if, flexibility. This is the most luxury yeah. draft of all time, in my opinion. And I think that's one thing that is... You is, want to spend on a tight end. Don't though? you guys think, though, a sign of great franchises is thinking one step ahead, not thinking about where we're at right this second, but thinking about where we may be at a year from now or two years from now. Here's the thing. If you can package two star tight ends together, if you can have two of the top seven tight ends in the league, you can pay them combined what you would pay one star wide receiver, even in extensions, even if Kelsey was still on this roster four years from now, when you had to pay the tight end, it actually isn't crazy. Because you're going to get better value at tight end there than you are probably wide receiver. There'll be like six of them off the board by then. Okay, well, what if you guys don't even, you're not even giving Luke Musgrave a chance here. Let's think about this. Let's just, let's get to know this guy a little bit. Okay, let me give you some stats, guys. 47 catches, 633 yards, and two touchdowns. Those are Luke Musgrave's career stats in four seasons at Oregon State. Wait, career stats? Career stats. Last year he played in two games. He caught 11 passes for 169 yards and a score. So why is it that he's going in the first round? Uh, as an athletic specimen. Athletic mm. specimen, mm. guys. I mean, in fairness, I'm looking at Travis Kelsey's stats in college, and he only had 875 yards in his entire college And look career. how that's turned out for him. He gets 875 think, yards in the first half of the season. I you know, think wild, his first two years, he had three yards and 150 in college. That's it. I think there's only four positions that you can definitively say they, they would not draft at 30. All right, let's hear him. Quarterback. Punter, kicker, <laughs> running and back, a running back. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I think everything. Corner? Else, we I, don't want to put cornerback the in there. I think they everything just, else is on the table. They sign Sneed. Uh, I'm just putting offensive linemen as okay. one group. Nick. Okay. I'm cheating a little bit by right, just looping off. I don't think they're taking together. a center. I don't either. So okay, if we want to go, you're okay. Fair five. There's five positions. But I don't I'm, think I'm they're looping t- the O line together. I don't think they're taking a line, uh, middle linebacker. I think they're pretty set there. I don't know, I man. They're just weird I enough. I wouldn't put it past him. I think everybody, everybody's on the table position-wise except for the ones we just we, we mentioned there. I wouldn't um, mind a tight end. Now, this guy scares me a little bit because he's played in two games in the last year. So that's a little scary. But Hopefully that Musgrave guy just falls to the second round, Nick. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm not round. in love with Luke Musgrave. Let me that's just your make guy one now. Thing. That is Let me your make guy. one thing abundantly clear. Yeah, no running back. I think we know that's not going to happen. The last time they drafted running back after a Super Bowl win, uh, the guy that they drafted uh, may, may or may Turns not Turns out they got a good running back last year. And they took him in the yeah. seventh round, not the first. Yeah, I wonder, by the Who way, knew? by the way, if they did a redraft, would Isaiah Pacheco be uh, like a top three round top three, guy? Probably. He'd be like a th- yeah, third round pro- pick, probably. That's where teams seemingly wait to get the value picks at running back. Like Damian Pierce for the Texans went in the third round. Yeah, that feels like where he would go now knowing what you know. I mean, he didn't even, like, win the job until week, like, five or six. They kept trying Clyde there for a while. I mean, it took a while where, where Pacheco wasn't even involved in the offense. It's like he's getting, like, two carries behind Pacheco and Clyde Edwards-Alaire. All because they took him. I hope this just teaches him the valuable lesson. Never draft any running back guy. 
You're like, we need more running backs, maybe even that. a starting running back. Fine. Take him in the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. It doesn't really matter. Just I, anywhere but the first round. I think as long as Brett Veach is the general manager for this team, they will not be drafting a first round running back ever again. Man. So we should ask him that. You know what? He'll have immediate availability at the combine. Let's let's go to the combine just so we can ask him. Oh, you want to drive to Indy. Say this, and I want you to ask him like this. I want you to say, do you promise you'll never draft a running back in the first round? <laughs> promise again? me now. Yeah, don't even ask. Tell him. Promise me. Can you ensure me, Brett, that you're never drafting a running back in the first round again? I'm only willing to say you're the best GM in football if you make <laughs> this promise. Honestly, this one right I don't now. I think it's off the table that he would say it. By the way, there's no reason for that. That would be the biggest anyway. knife wound to Clyde ever. Like, be like, yeah, I'd never do that again. What a mistake. <laughs> huh, guys? Huge mistake. Was Clyde at the parade yesterday? There's some speculation that he wasn't. Uh, oh, I don't think I've seen a single photo of him. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So I guess I, I don't know. He was a healthy and active for the Super Bowl. Yeah. So I can't imagine that felt good. Right? Had to have been a very tough Is he going to have the first, is he going to be the first Chiefs no, player I, to sell his Super Bowl ring? No. I wonder if Melvin Gordon will sell <laughs> Melvin <laughs> Gordon's got to be the top of that <laughs> list, right? Melvin Gordon at least Most was likely Super Bowl that. ring to be sold, Melvin Gordon. I, I, I saw it. He's made real money, though. I saw no, an interview, I think he I saw enjoyed an interview, it. I saw an interview Melvin Gordon did, and he was just like honest about the whole situation. Uh, he did it on opening night, I think, uh, in in Phoenix, and he was. And someone's like, "What do you, you know, what what what's what what is it that you feel like you've contributed? Or what what you know, what have you done?" He's like, "I didn't do bleep this go around. I'm on the, I'm here for the, I'm on the ride. These guys are carrying me to the. That's the difference. This go around. <laughs> he was enjoying himself. Yeah. yeah, good for Melvin Gordon. He's like, "This is a cool party. Why not? Thanks you've, for the big shiny ring gr- and trophy. You've and stuff. grinded your ass off for a, a very successful and productive NFL career. Why not coast and get a ring out of it? You know." Coming up next, we'll get to what's trending. And one thing the Chiefs changed a couple years ago that set today and yesterday all up. Cody and Gold on 610. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.